Hey guys, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. This is our final group recording before the end of the year. We're just a little wrap-up show, how our businesses are doing, how we're approaching the end of the year. It's fun. I hope you guys join us. And uh, yeah, I guess beyond that, I just want to give out some big thanks to our sponsors who help support the show throughout the year. Helmbot is making incredible software designed for float centers. It's the ipso facto standard for float centers. It's wonderful to be able to track all the metrics on your float tank, to be able to have a logbook running so that uh, day in, day out, you can have these ongoing conversations, task management systems, documentation, all built um, on top of the most obvious part of just being able to schedule employees and being able to schedule your customers. It's absolutely brilliant. I highly encourage you to check it out if you haven't already. Helmbot.com is where you want to go and schedule a free tour. There's absolutely no risk involved to it. And a big shout out to Isopod. Isopod is making incredible float tanks, beautiful float tanks that are a breath of relief for anybody who has any concern about stepping into a float tank. It's so nice when a customer sees them for the first time, particularly if they have any sense of concern about claustrophobia, concern about being in an enclosed space. This is a very friendly float tank. I always tell first-time floaters, leave the light on. Actually, turn it off for a moment, turn it back on. The colors cycle on it. Um, I have long hair, so I lay back. Just watch the reflection on the ceiling as the colors change. That way, I'm able to go from 55 miles per hour and have just something really soft to focus on as my brain slows down before I turn out that light. Isopod is great for that. i-sopod.com is where you want to go to get in contact with them. Again, that's i-sopod.com, ISO. Pod. Thank you guys so much for your support, and let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float. My name is Dylan. I'm on the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my lovely wife, Sandra, and um, we... We did well. We did well on our Black Friday. How about you guys? <laughs> this is uh, Kim Hannon from Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana. And uh, we did not do a single thing for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, or Cyber Monday all on purpose. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Boo! Boo! Bah humbug. <laughs> this is Drew from New Hampshire Float in New Hampshire. Um, and I did do some advertisement and I had um, two of my best days of the year. So I, I would say it went well. I'm very happy with it. And by humbug too, because I'm just, I'm not that into Christmas, but by humbug, but I did well. So, <laughs> the best kind of bah humbug <laughs> yeah. where you make lots of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we should start with, with Kim here and her reasoning to not do yeah. anything. Even though she supported it, my business in doing Black Friday sales. <laughs> Mindful yeah, thoughts. I, I spent uh, the past couple of months like focusing on getting everybody else's specials loaded in. And because I need, in order to help my social media clients, I need to know like a full month in advance before they go live what their deals are. And then, of course, there's always like it takes that long to work out the details and some folks want to chat about it. And then I did a couple of uh, calls, just brainstorming with people and sharing ideas. And honestly, I burned myself out by the time it was my turn to like solidify exactly what we were doing. I, it was already that week and my family had a whole bunch of stuff that was scheduled. We 
just had a quiet little Thanksgiving ourselves. And I was so tempted to come downstairs that morning and work on a Black Friday deal and, yeah. and the weekend deal. So it was on my, on my mind. And then um, my kids just wanted to hang out. And so oh. I did. And then I did the same thing, Small Business Saturday. I actually went live on Small Business Saturday. We got a couple of messages from people asking what we were doing for Small Business Saturday. And I went live and said, you know what, guys? I got burned out, and I had to make a choice between spending time with my family this weekend or putting together a promotion and a big sale for everybody. And I chose my family. And I just some, left it at that. You got some yeah, good I got purchases. lots of love. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking about it for that. But I really want to encourage people that, like, sometimes we have to make hard decisions, and especially as small business owners, like, you know, we're there's a lot of work that goes into putting together a really great deal for somebody, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. But um, I also want them to always remember that we are a family business. We're that's part of our brand. That's part. Of, that's who we are. And I wanted to choose my family. And um, it was really, really hard. I, I definitely had some, you know, guilt. I won't say remorse over it. Um, I'm super happy that so many people did really, really well. I chose to just sit back and enjoy time with our family because then Graham had a show on that Friday night. Um, and so we closed the center early that day. And then on Small Business Saturday, we actually had dinner with his family. Like his brother came in from Florida. His sister came in from Ohio. Like the whole family was together. And so we just wanted to spend the day together. And then we actually spent the night at Graham's mom's house. Um, and we're together all day Sunday too. And so it was just a really good, like good family weekend. And we needed that. So We'll catch up on some gift card sales later. So it tells me you'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So my wife, Sandra, has this weird relationship with Lin-Manuel Miranda, the uh, Hamilton guy, um, in that she has mad respect for him, yet uh, loathes him for achieving so much. <laughs> like, seems to be a good family guy, like, just, just, just does everything and does everything incredibly well and has a great attitude. Um and so she she kind of like can't stand <laughs> like thinking about him. Um, now, completely unrelated, um, it's really nice to see in one instance, Kim, where you didn't have something totally planned out, and <laughs> I had a sale and 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 did something that feels really good. Completely yes. unrelated to Sandra's weird <laughs> thing, but uh, <laughs> are you gonna explain? Are you gonna explain that? Oh, I Kim, got it. <laughs> Kim is the one where I want cameras all over her house and a live feed just to know how she gets all of her, her stuff done because the math doesn't even add up. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's just so organized, so well thought out and planned and everything, which, um, you know, I only have really positive feelings about. Never, never animosity. It's so funny. Like, I totally had it, an idea of what we were going to do. We agreed. Like, Graham and I talked about it. We agreed. And it's just, you know, setting it up and then the emails and the communications and social media. And I was just done at that point. So, yeah. yeah. So, you, when you said it's it's way more than people think, I got to say, um, Drew and I went through um, Matthew Phillips. And even then, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the day of, I was like, oh, these other things I need to do. I thought everything was set up. And it's like, the email blast isn't even written or... Uh, mm -hmm. what about the, the following social media posts and um, just all these things popped up in my mind like oh my gosh there's still things to do when yeah. I thought I was basically just paying somebody else to do it um, nope there's, all, there's always more still um, work so I guess um, segue 
we we did a, an advertisement through Matthew Phillips. He emailed all of his clients, you know, a good month or so ahead of time to say like, here are all the holiday plans. Um, here are the prices I recommend based on on you know whatever your pricing is. This is what we recommend, etc. And um, he he did include text messaging, which Drew, I'll, I'll be asking you about that if you ended up doing that or not. Um, we chose not to do the texting part. So we just basically had a Black Friday sale with his advertising going on through social media and Google. We also tied that in with social media posts through Mindful Solutions. That's mindful with two L's dot solutions, Kim's business that she does our social media posts. Um, and, and like I said, a, an email blast as well, which we, we quickly got out there. Um, I won't get into the IT issues we had with MailChimp, but um, <laughs> we did eventually get it out there. Um, and we crushed it. We had the best November we've ever had. And awesome. it's been the hardest thing to learn this whole time of running a business and doing this podcast. People bring it up all the time is you have to pay money. You have to spend money to make money and you have to spend it wisely, right? You can't do it yourself. You can't DIY every single thing, every component to your business, even though you want to. And this was a great example of man, having somebody else do it who knows what they're doing, who knows how to, um, you know, tune the Facebook advertisements to bring in that cash rama And the money is the money. The, the sales are still going through because I think um, technically they go through the end of the month, but um, we still have Cyber Monday. Sorry, I know there's a delay on this episode coming out, but um, for us, it's still out there through, through the end of November. So um, yeah, we're pretty stoked. Um, we had the best sales day. Um, I think we've ever had, and we have had the best November we've ever had. Sorry if I, I'm not sure if I said those two pieces correctly or not, but, but, uh, yeah. Um, and the one other thing I'll add is that historically, uh, November sales are, are good. There's a bump. And then the, the December bump is massive. So December is always our highest selling. So I'm like, oh my God, if our numbers actually increase beyond this for December, this is going to be ridiculous. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do with myself. Besides just like spend money just completely randomly without it. You're going to roll around in a stack of cash. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) This is 10th year and and, yeah, mid December here. In December. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the big one out. It's it's kind of a big deal because there's not a lot of foot centers. Yeah, good point, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh dude yeah i remember <laughs> i remember a mailman coming to our place and uh my brother actually explained what floating was to him and he goes huh so uh people will pay for that like just completely undercut it with how he asked it it was so we would just joke back and forth the whole time. This is before opening. We're doing construction. Um, we joke about that. And yeah, 10, 10 years later. And, and I would say we've ebbed and flowed. Like there have been por- points where we're like just like content with how it's running. Um, there were points where we weren't doing enough repairs and upgrades on the float center, reinvesting in it. I remember being embarrassed during float conferences, people coming by. And it's like, oh, God, this place does not look like how I want it to look. Um, and, and we have been reinvesting into it. So, um, yeah, we're not just letting it, uh, what die on the vine. (laughs) We want it to continue thriving. Yeah. Drew, how about you, man? 
yeah, I had also used Matt Phillips and um, it was just social media, online stuff. But one of the, I actually had a friend reach out to me because he plays some type of game on his phone and oh. an ad came up on through the game for New Hampshire nice. Flow. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was blown. I, no way. How does that, how'd that happen? He's like, I don't know. You did it. I said, I didn't do it. I, I got to find out how Matt did that. But yeah. I think it goes to show that like, if you're doing something with Google or Facebook, there are so many mm-hmm. other things that they have their hands in right. that they mm-hmm. own. And I don't know how to maneuver through that. And Matt does. And yeah, I had, I did, I had, um, I think we were texting, you know, on the first Black Friday, I had the best, my best day of the year. And then um, on Sunday, I actually beat that by a few hundred dollars. So (laughs) I was very, I was like surprised by that, but I did not do a text campaign. Um, I'm, I'm going to, but I, I didn't want to get lost in the shuffle of Black Friday and everything getting bombarded to people. And this is, this is Dylan. Um, this is a callback to a previous episode when I talked about how the float world is different. And whenever there's like the thing to do is to do it on the black Friday, I'm thinking I want to do it on a time when people aren't doing it. Right. So Perfect. I'll wait. And I'm, you're a disruptor, I, Drew. I'm a disruptor. Yeah. I'm, so I'm a little bit right there with you. I was having some of that internal dialogue of like, girl, I don't want to do this just because everybody else is. And like, I know yeah. I was getting bombarded with messages. So totally. I guess are. So I, there's a little of that at play, too. I mean, isn't that an entrepreneurial thing? Like, I remember the first time it caught me, I was driving and I saw a police officer parked on the side of the road and I sped to get like I had this dissonance of the cop and wanting to be away from him that I sped and he ended up pulling me (laughs) over for speeding that I only did because I saw him which uh you know not not my greatest moment but that was my first recognition of my issue with authority and definitely working Mm -hmm. in a fortune 500 company was like oh god I this is hell on earth to me uh, whereas a lot of people are completely content in that environment. So do we all have – and then we open float centers of all things. Like, yeah. Wow, that people are, are telling us that's not going to work and you're <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you right. doing? You know, like questioning everything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's yeah. that – if that's a trait that we have. So, that, so texting, if you guys – yeah. I, I think a lot of people remember that I – did my first text campaign last year, which resulted in the first or the biggest single day sales I've ever had. And it was thousands of dollars. I was shocked. And um, so that was my first one, but I also did it during a snowstorm. So you're going to wait for the weather. Yes. I am. I'm kind of, I'm going (laughs) to wait until the weather. And if nothing happens, then like one week before Christmas, I'm going to just do it. But that's not a time when everyone else is, like Black Friday is Kim. I'm, I have that ADHD, and when I start <laughs> getting bombarded with things, it all just blends together, and I tune out and shut it down. Yeah, so that's how I was looking at it, and I talked with Matt about that, and I said, "I'm good." Like people will be lucky to get through to me because I'll just be almost like getting anxiety from all the stuff coming my way, and then I can't just like I'm like, "Oh, there's a good deal," and then I can't decide what to buy, I end up buying nothing. Right. (laughs) And so I get this like paralysis from all this, 
opportunity to get these sales from everywhere. So I said, I want to wait and then I'll do it at a time when people aren't really expecting it. And then they're kind of being mellow and hopefully chilling and looking at it. And, you know, my, my next one, the Patriots are doing really well. So the next one, my next thought is to do it like right after a Patriots victory, people might be a little inebriated. <laughs> good. Hey man, let's go flow. I just got the text. You know, so I love it. Make sure yeah. they fill out when they fill out the waiver when they sign in, like who they root for. So like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I already know. Everyone game. around here is a Patriots. Fan. Oh, nice. Okay. I just okay. assume they're all. Yeah, yeah. I'll and, be honest, Drew. I have been checking the forecast lately and looking like ten days out so that I can see when our first snow is going to be. Because I'm going to do the same. I'm going to I'm going to send out a text on the first snow day. Hopefully yeah. it's before Christmas. Because if not, yeah. then. Eh. Yeah. It was genius. It's an I interesting mean, strategy. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense, right? Like, yeah. People were being told to stay home. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do down, but be scrolling on your phone and, like, just cold and, like, you're snowed in? You're like, ah, let's go do something warm right. and relaxing. Let's go float. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love so, it. yeah. So, that I'm holding out for that. I think it's, I, I do think there was an effect from that. And, Hopefully, yeah, I'm hoping Jeez. for a little snowstorm. <laughs> the silver linings of global warming, am I right? Yes. Mm. Oh, nobody's okay. Okay, just me. Well, yeah, yeah, just Dr. you. Evil over here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gives me more anxiety than global warming. By the way, just just an FYI. Um, so I have to make light of it. Um, guys, I think this is our final episode of the year. Is that right? Um, is there, how would you sum up your years as far as both business wise and personally, how would you rate your years on whatever scale you'd rate them on? Well, I rate them chronologically. So this is 10 out of 10 for me. This is (laughs) a good year. No, I'm saying it's the 10th year out of 10. Yes. I, (laughs) sorry. Easy gag. Um, I, this year is starting for me feeling to feel like, um, like senior, um, business owner, if that makes, I think that means a lot of things to me. Like we have a manager running the place. Um, we have, there's a lot of, um, delegation that occurs, like including like Matthew Phillips. Um, it feels like we have a flow to how the business is running. It's not like every month is like, oh, God. and it, COVID by all means, like has been a doozy and all hands on deck, but um, it's, I'm feeling confident and good to go for future years and like, you know, still showing up to install new updates and uh, whether it's on a float tank or the, the float rooms themselves, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but I love I love that we offer this to Portland. Yeah. What about you, Kim? Yeah, this year's been a wild one. I think um, both businesses have been growing tremendously, and I feel like both businesses are really strong and steady right now. Um, And I've had to learn how to accept help and not only accept it, but like reinvent my own thinking so that it's an efficient process for everybody and feels really good. Um, so that was, you know, a little bit of a challenge. I'm, I'm just like a lot of people in the float world. I'm a DIYer. And if I know how to do something, then like, why would I have somebody else do it? I can do that. But sometimes it makes more sense to pay somebody else. So you can put your attention, 
you know, on different things. And that's been a big focus for me this year is really trying to step both for both businesses more into that strategy and oversight role. And that means getting employees for both businesses. And so that felt really good. It's been a challenging year for my health. Um, I've, you know, had some wild adventures and uh, in and out of hospitals and doctor's offices and things like that. And, you know, I've had family members who've had some hard health issues. Um, So there's definitely been a lot of, you know, like personal stuff that has just been really trying. And I'm really looking forward to 2022. I can feel those those little hints of burnout hitting and and knocking on my door. And so I've really tried to pay attention to that. And um, I have a wait list for projects right now that I've intentionally told people, nope, um, let's touch base in mid-January after I get back from vacation, like intentionally. And that's also another big growth moment for me to be able to actually say no to somebody like, hey, it sounds like an awesome project. I'll do it in two months. (laughs) Like, Let's talk later. Um, Because I I have the urgency and the tendency to really want to be like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so that's been, you know, kind of hard for me, um, but it feels also really good. And my clients are amazing and everybody's super, super understanding about that. And um, I feel like I'm finally practicing what I preach. And, you know, that's that's pretty cool to get on that page where you're like, oh, this is what I tell everybody else to do. And I don't listen to my own advice. And now I, I feel like I am. And I've got some really amazing stuff coming next year. So I'm super grateful that this year has been where I can feel strong and steady in order to do some of these things that have been on my mind for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And Kim, if I may say, I think that shows growth because you feel confident to say yes later, right? It's mm-hmm. not a no, but it's a not right now. Yeah. And when you first start out, you really, that fear of failure, I think that's what it is, prevents you from saying no to people when you probably right. should. And then yeah. you burn yourself out and you're not good to anyone in your house or your customers or your, right? It's it's a vicious cycle. So exactly. I think that's awesome to have that confidence that you can say, I need, I need space right now. Right. I mean, you can get to that, but it's going to take some time to get to that. Exactly. And I have said no to some projects, like straight up no. Like, yeah, I could help you. It sounds really interesting, but... I don't want to. Yeah, Kim's telling me that <laughs> and, all the time. <laughs> every time Dylan emails me, eh, no, I don't want to. <laughs> no, but I have, you know, I, I still have a couple of old clients, um, not very many. And I, I have some connections in my in my old corporate world who ask me for help on projects um, pretty frequently. And I just say, you know what? That's not, not my thing anymore. And I don't want to do that kind of work. Um, I had one of my current clients, I've kept him on. Um, since I started freelancing when I left the corporate world, um, just a really fun guy. He has a, a sales training company, and I still do some projects for him. Sometimes they're hit and miss, but you know, he approached me the other day and asked me to like take over an entire division of his company. And my immediate response is like, "Wow, I can build a team. This would be so cool!" And like, I've got all the ideas, and this is oh, really yeah. exciting. And then I stopped and I was like, "Wait, what? No, this isn't who I am. This isn't what I do anymore. And that would be like stepping back. And it's an incredible opportunity, um, but it's not one that I want to take right now. And so that that was a hard conversation of saying like, hey, I really appreciate it. And I'm honored that you would think of me in this way and to to trust me um, with your company like this. But no. (laughs) Damn, that's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. It's not what I love anymore. It's good to have options. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Drew? 
Yeah, I try to uh, look at how my year goes based off of um, growth, I guess, is how I like to see it. If I can keep seeing some type of growth and not a decline at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And this year, at least with the business, um, I've grown a ton um, as far as sales, number of floats, staff, employees, I've learned a ton about just running a business. I feel like with each year, I learn more and more and there's still room to grow. I'm not, I'm still not fully, um, I'm not open the full amount of hours I could be open. We still close down early on the weekends. Um, there, I'm not open late at night, every single night of the week. I'm, I'm leaving still availability on the table. So I think the future is bright. I feel like I'm, I'm, lucky to have found Shannon, who's my general manager, and we really align in a lot of ways. And she's great with people. And I'm very fortunate that like we've crossed paths. Um, And it's given me confidence in stepping away and kind of overseeing and I'm still learning about that. And I think that one's like dealing with employees will be something that I'll be learning for a long time. And I don't know if I'll ever get it, but I think but that's something. it makes good podcasting. So. Makes good podcasting and learning new things and um, trying to really dial that in. Because let me tell you, uh, Kim, when you get someone who allows you to not be at the float center, it is awesome. And it's changed. Now I'm, I'm pretty much working like every other weekend for two shifts and I'm kind of over it. Like <laughs> being, being at the front. Yeah. That's it's great. like, it's weird to feel like, and I think I'm really good at it. When people come in, I make them feel welcome. I make them feel like they're the most important person in the world. But also I'm like, I kind of like to move up to the mountains and just not talk to anyone and be a vagabond and like do it. I don't know what I would do, but be in the front. I, I just had a wacky customer that was just blowing my mind. And when I was done, I called my wife and said, I'm so done with people. People are so crazy. I'm just like sick of it. I want, I like, yeah. don't want to just, I don't want to be the one talking to the, these like unreasonable people anymore because I'm getting more and more like getting ready to tell people you're unreasonable and I'm not dealing with this. And I don't want to be in that position. And that's, that's part of that burnout. And this year, I feel yeah. like I've grown into um, being the own, owner operator to being the owner a little mm-hmm. bit more and a little bit less of the operator. Yeah. And I I like it. It's awesome. And I think that's like the progression. Um, and I've always wanted that. I've, I knew from when I opened my float center, this would not be what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So yeah. it was a matter saw- of time before, right? Yeah, that was, you know, part of our strategy, like having Graham at the center, that is his full-time job. And so I used to be there three days a week, back that down to two to one. And now at the moment, I'm still there one-ish during holidays. I I occasionally give up that one day um, and I like to be there, you know, one day. I will soon make it 
once a month or twice a month, maybe. And that will feel nice too, because when I'm there, I can't do the day-to-day stuff because I'm looking at some higher level stuff. I'm noticing things that need to be taken care of, or, Ooh, I need to mix up this retail structure and rearrange things. And then what I'm doing when I'm there is very different. And it's hard for me to actually like run the place sometimes because I'm looking at it with different eyes. Um, But that's been incredibly refreshing. What really did change for us this year is exactly kind of what you said, but in a different way for me, having an employee and Roya, if you ever happen to listen to this, we love you. Roya is amazing. She's (laughs) kind of our Shannon. Um, But uh, she joined us and just naturally fit in. But what she gave us on top of being amazing at the float center was she gave my husband a break because he was working because I was doing, you know, so much with mindful solutions and keeping myself busy with that working long full days. He was at the float center 12 to 14 hours a day, um, several days a week. You know, we were closed on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but he was there on um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. He was there 14 hours. And so now that she's there to help split those days with him, he can actually be home to help me in the evenings with the kids because I had all of that by myself. And that can be a pretty exhausting job sometimes. Um, and, you know, I have him to help me like with the kids' extracurricular activities. And so by having her give him a break, he's able to give me a little bit more of a break. And we're able to be more intentional about family time together, too. You know, and, and since she's been around, like we've been able to implement a family night where one night a week we all shut off our devices and like, we're together, whether that means going somewhere or snuggling up and watching a movie or playing a game or something that like we have one night that is just us and nobody else is allowed to do anything. Nobody's allowed to come over nobody's allowed to go anywhere because we just want to be together. And like, that's amazing. Awesome. So yeah, it's the grind is hard. It's a hard business to be in and you gotta, I think you really gotta love it to be doing it every single day. And I've, I feel like I've been around long enough, Dylan, I'm sure you with being around even longer, but there's, it seems as though around four years ish, there's this burnout that happens when people have been grinding every single day Mm -hmm. and they either decide they need to hire and step away or they need to get out of the business altogether. And I understand that like, it's very hard to constantly be on for people coming in and then cleaning and then being yeah, right. on and, and then thinking about the things behind the scenes and yeah, your, it's so difficult on, on your shop. And uh, if you're working with your significant other, sprinkle that in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> when you said, um, I called my wife and you know, I was, I, I can't stand dealing with this kind of, kind of customer. Uh, fast forward, like maybe, it was like six or seven years in like it's somebody who's like just genuinely excited about floating talking. I was like, Oh my God, that was so draining. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't have the energy to connect with somebody about the excitement of floating. Like how lame is that? But when the repetition of it and the burnout and everything goes on for so long, like, it's just like, you got to have some fresh people in there. I needed a break. And now I'm like, I filled in for employees a couple of times uh, these last couple of weeks. And I was like, Oh man, I was just back in the groove, loving talking with people, getting people into their float tanks late because we were having such a fun time huh. chatting about their first float, what they're about to experience. Like it's like, oh my God, yeah, it can come back. That's good. I was right. in a bad, you know, not not good for my customers coming in, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Right. I, I like being able to, I did this last night. There was a couple of people who are regulars float all the time. I haven't seen them in a couple months. So I happened to be at jujitsu that finished. I went and they, I was there when they got out and I said, they said, Drew, I said, Hey, I saw you on the schedule. So I wanted to say hi. And they were so pumped. Dude, that's and cool. <laughs> that's the type of thing that I'm like, I could get used to this, like going right? and seeing the people yeah. that are cool. I can pick the ones that I go you say hi to. The right time. Yeah. yeah. And like, they're actually genuinely the people that I kind of have relationships with. And I was curious how they've been. So I sure. went to say hi and cool. like they, they were happy that I was there. And then I was happy that they were happy. And it was like, cool. It was like, I haven't seen someone that I would talk to consistently for like three years oh, because we, every Sunday they would come in and yeah. I was always there and we would chit chat and we get to know each other that's and, so sweet. I love you know, that. yeah, that's it's really cool. cool. So that's the type of bot. That's like the job I want is just kind of popping in and out. I didn't have to do any cleaning. I just said hello, schmoozed a little bit. That was awesome. <laughs> and you can be so pure that way too. Like I'm just here to connect. There's not no gears in the back of my mind. It's a very right. different feeling. Yeah, totally. Like I, I when uh, Kim was talking about working the front desk, it's so difficult because you're thinking about everything around the front desk. You know, I become a pretty bad employee just because I want to do all these other little things that our employees generally don't even notice. Um, because they're just used to those things. Uh, But there's something, there's also something good about that too. Like, oh, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because you have fresh eyes. Like I went in today and (laughs) yes, I went in today and pull, and that's the thing is like, I didn't tell anybody, but I went in today and pulled all of the benches out of the room, took them into the kitchen, sprayed them all down. And, you know, I was there, we were closed. I was there for a totally different reason. And it wasn't my intention. Next thing you know, I moved the couch out of the way, moved the coffee table. I rotated the rug. And, like, I pulled all the pillowcases and washed all of those. They're all hanging to dry now. And, like, all of this stuff that I just walked in and was like, oh, oh, I see things. And just did them all. And if I had done that with an employee, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, Dylan, I ran into something recently that you had talked about once where – I like didn't do things properly because I guess they've changed. And so I, oh, yeah. I was doing things how I used to do them. And they're like, yeah. Drew, you leave this place a mess when you're done here. I'm like, Ooh. what are you talking about? Ooh, and it's like stuff. I'm not putting stuff where they go now. Like, oh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, just, That's and, awesome. And a, a lot of stuff is I'm six feet tall. I can reach. I have lanky long arms. The staff is like four foot five they're really short and so a lot of stuff is like i have to bend over now and, and so i'll leave things just kind of at my height and they're like that's not where it goes so it's funny like now that i'm stepping away that things aren't necessarily going how i did them and now i'm the disruptor when i come in every couple of weeks in worker shift yeah. That's awesome for you, though, Drew, just to show your growth, like the fact that you are able to let go of that control. I think a lot of us really struggle with that. But for you to be able to oh. let go of it and see that the place is still obviously yeah. doing well. There's the like, king you struggling with that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, um, that's great. Month of October, we did the highest number of floats ever. And I worked that's awesome. four shifts. That's awesome. You know, like, Damn, it's crazy Drew. to think about. Times have yeah. changed. Whoa. Totally. I didn't yeah, even, I like Whoa, that. dude. Yeah. That makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like the grind has like made me second think of, you know, 
like, would I ever do it again? Mm. Like now that I'm not there day to day, I kind of would never want to be there day to day ever again. Like I'm growing out of that, you know, like I don't want to. Serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But now I want to invest. I don't want to be like, I want someone to come to me with an idea and be like, Oh, funny. Nice. You know, now that you've got, got all that float money. Yeah. Float money. Well, I just did nothing but work for four years every single day. So I got it right. Right. <laughs> I, I remember we told somebody how much we made our first year of opening and, and they ran a business and they just couldn't believe how much money we had made. Um, and then, but we didn't specify that we're the only people working there, you know, like that, that yeah. makes a big difference when you don't have employees, but yeah. it takes all of your time. So, Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Um, we're going to close this one out for the year. Oh, my goodness. Um, happy we, 2021. Happy 2021. I, I, you know, one thing that we've mentioned a couple times is pushing the boundaries, whether it's like sales boundaries, personal, like always trying to push out. And I, I get a little nervous talking about that because I have always thought that if you are complacent with yourself, if you're not pushing on your own personal boundaries, you're retracting. And so you always want to be pushing out to improve yourself or expand. But, and I think Drew might have even hit on this, is like there is a certain point where you're not trying to lift heavier and heavier weights. Uh, there's a point where you're trying to stay healthy and take care of your body and your joints so that you can have an extended healthy lifestyle. And that's something maybe it I'm in my old age here. If I think I'm 38, I'll have to ask Sandra. Um, my... my <laughs> wise years is like not everything has to be necessarily pushing the boundaries, but it's about this balance and self-care. And I hope that even as we're talking about um, our sales numbers or, you know, breaking records or whatnot, that people also are keeping in mind, including ourselves, and Kim's a good example of this, is keeping our priorities in line and making sure that our business, building it to be an asset to mold the life that we want to live, where she's able to not have a Black Friday sale, not sweat bullets, spend time with her family, and spend time on her new projects, not take on that other job. You know, Drew's working on his uh, um, uh, nude retreat out in the forest or whatever your new project is. <laughs> is hot if I'm lucky. Or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I'm lucky, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm there. So I, I just want to, I hope that in... And you were also asking about like closing up 20, 2021. That's something that I want to focus on is making sure that this is a tool for me to be able to live the, the best life and the lef- life with my family. Um, and that when I'm plugging into it, it's fulfilling my life. It's not the, this is burning me out or, you know, talking with employees isn't the right choice anymore. How do I interface with this in a way that's uh, fulfilling me and, and supporting my fam? which it was doing when you first opened, you had this energy and this um, enthusiasm about it that you were willing to work all the hours because you were so excited about it and you want to find that in another way. Yeah. And then eventually it became like um, consulting, like you and I were consulting buddies and that was great. And even now, like that doesn't fulfill me the same way, you know, like there, there are different avenues and it's this kind of ever evolving door of, of what that is. It is interesting that things don't say stagnant as, as people we don't. And, and maybe again, it's just us as ridiculously uh, unhealthy, broken entrepreneurs, whatever it is, I'm, <laughs> I'm making light of it, but we need, we need that, that change and the ever evolving target to, to be tracking, to, to stay, and feel like our cup is being filled. 
Yeah, to give yourself permission to evolve and to change and to mm. recognize when something doesn't feel right. You know, we had uh, Joey and Grace on recently talking about right. like suddenly it wasn't right for them to own their float center anymore. And I think that's just one of the best gifts you can give yourself is to acknowledge where you are, you know, where you came from. Did you get what you wanted out of it? And do you need to stay in that same place just because that's what was right at one time? Because we do, we we evolve, we change. And especially um, as entrepreneurs, I think a lot of us really do kind of get the itch to do something else. Um, and it's finding what continues to keep you fueled and what continues to make you feel grateful to do what you do. And I'm still there for my center. Um, and want to keep that part going, but I need to find better balance with my consulting work. So. I look at I look at life as chapters, and when you can kind of turn the page on a chapter of your life, it's almost a relief. And that's that's kind of how I feel about hopefully not being that day to day person any longer at my float center. Like I've turned the chapter on that one. My next chapter is the overseer, the delegator, the the owner, not the owner operator, right? And it's hard to sometimes be honest with yourself on how to turn that page, whether it's to hire employees, like that was my own issue, my own thing that prevented me from doing it sooner. And everyone I know would say, well, you wish you do hire, hire quick, uh, higher sooner and um, fire quicker. Higher slow, fire fast. So is that, yeah, 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 right? And um, I think that when you can be honest with yourself and get that confidence that, you know, I try to remember, I don't know everything. Like the more I can admit that I don't know everything and I just things that I don't know, I don't know. I feel like the more open I am to things and willing to try things. But each chapter is a little different and... You know, I feel like I had my excitement. I opened a float center chapter and it was very meaningful. It's got me in a position to do other things um, in an industry that I love. I've met tons of awesome people and 2022 is a new chapter. So I like that, Kim, that you say, be honest with yourself about what you're doing or what your next step is. And balance is a huge thing, Dylan. It's a big focus on everyone these days and their job and you guys all have kids. I don't have kids, but family's important. So I hope everyone gets to spend some time with them. You're a beautiful book, Drew. A beautiful book. An exciting one. Any night. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Couple hours, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go visit your nudie colony. (laughs) If you're lucky. (laughs) If I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, well, this is the big thank you guys, um, Kim and Drew. Thank you guys so much for an amazing year here of podcasting and being friends and sharing, sharing the ups and the downs. And Gloria Um, as well. And to Gloria. Yeah. We love Gloria. Miss you tonight, Gloria. Go, go, go. (laughs) Go, go. That's right. (laughs) Um, and, um, a big, big, big thank you to Olga as well, who's joined the, Dare I say, Art of the Folk family? Is that too cheesy? Um, Thank you, Olga. Olga has has been absolutely ingratiated into our text chain. (laughs) And whether she likes it or not, all of the um, 
blue content that we like to share off of the podcast, the the uh, inappropriate content uh, that we share <laughs> off, the, <laughs> off the pod, um, she has to be inundated with. So thank you, Olga, and and uh, so happy that you are part of this team and what you bring to uh, to this pod and and yeah into into our lives. Let's see here. Gosh. Um, Thanks to our sponsors this year. The, we've had two big sponsors this year. Helmbot, thank you guys so much for supporting us through all of 2021. Thank you so much to Isopod. Uh, we truly appreciate it. And we, it's so easy for us because we believe in your product. So thank you guys for being who you are. And thank you for supporting the show and making sure that we're able to do this each and every week. It, it means the world to us. Um, and my gosh, thank you. Yeah, you, you. You, listener, thank you so much for joining us. Um, some, some people listen each and every week. Some people, uh, you know, peck around, find the one that's right for them, for that, that, the mood that they're in or what they're interested in. Um, people listen to them in batches, whatever, what have you. I just thank you so much, however you listen, the fact that uh, this, this serves you, whether it's our incredible comedy chops or our absolutely amazing business acumen. Thank you so much for joining us for our discussions. Thank you, listeners. You guys are awesome. Thank you all. And next year, you'll get to see these stunningly handsome faces when we're talking sometime. (laughs) Wow. She's putting it out there. She dropped the hammer. Okay. We're going to have to put clothes on, Dylan. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Gloria. Gloria, I know. It's a hand (laughs) very close. It's Gloria. (laughs) Little do people know. It's Gloria, not us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. So that might be coming in. 2022, the double deuce. Um, and let's see here. Um, there's uh, Patreon. Yeah, Patreon's cool. Um, hopefully that helps your business. And um, yeah, lots of sweet photos uh, for your marketing, social media, website, high resolution stuff sent to you every single month. And videos, man, I got to say, the videos are killing it. I can't believe um, like just movement on screen and the beauty of floating. It, it gets me every time on my feed when I'm scrolling by. Um, I should probably pump that more to, to people like how, um, valuable those are. Um, so let's see here. I think, I think that's, am I missing anything? Mindful solutions. I think we mentioned that earlier, but that's Kim's business. It's mindful with two L's dot solutions to go to her website. And, uh, she, uh, does my social media. I think she does all of float 60 social media. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know where I'd be without her at this point. It's one of those things where when she took it over, it's like, Ah, end of that chapter. Great. I, I didn't know I needed to move on so bad. Um, so thank you, Kim. And uh, I encourage anybody to check her out if you want uh, to see that end of your chapter. And I still go in. I still add stuff, and, and it's all good. It's not like you have to be all hands-off. Um, yeah, gosh. Um, as always, uh, spend some time with your family. Find that balance and reflect on the highs and the lows. It's such a great time to, to reflect on all of it and see see your own personal growth throughout the year and, and where you want to end up in 2022. Happy New Year. See you on the other side. <laughs>